Welcome to the Tell Us Something Podcast. I'm Mark Moss. Thanks for joining me as I take you behind the scenes at Tell Us Something to meet the storytellers behind the stories. Thank you to our title sponsor, The Good Food Store. Today, I sit on the deck, socially distant from Ibrahim Mina. Ibrahim is from Caracas, Venezuela. He holds a bachelor's degree in education and a master's degree in journalism. He has more than 10 years' experience teaching at the primary, secondary, and university levels. He was honored as Teacher of the Year in Caracas in 2014. Ibrahim lived in Malta, Europe for a year and a half and traveled to Missoula in 2016 to teach at Missoula International School. He loves dancing, writing, and traveling. Ibrahim shared his story at Tell Us Something on March 18, 2019 to a sold-out crowd at the Wilma in Missoula, Montana. The theme was Stranger in a Strange Land. When I sat down with Ibrahim, we talked about life in Venezuela, his experience with racism there and in Europe when he was traveling. We compared that to his experience with racism here in the United States and talked about his experience with the police in Missoula, Montana. And finally, he shares his message of love with us. When I came here, exactly, well, I used to visit Europe, and I already saw how was uh, it, yeah. Uh, when I was in, in Spain, I remember one time I was with my suitcase, and someone came to me, shout to me that, go back to your country. Um, beside that, I saw... Uh, things that happen, but no as in the U.S. The U.S., is, this is a re, real problem here. It's, 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 you can compare with what is going on. Yeah. Anywhere else. Yeah, anywhere else. And I didn't know about that until I faced that, and because people don't talk very much about that. Well, at the beginning, I just noticed that people here talk a lot about being white, being black, being, it's, it's just part of their daily conversation, something that I didn't hear anywhere else, not even in Europe, not even, people talking about being what kind of color. For me, it was very shocking when I, uh, was, when I was feeling in paperwork, I always have to talk about my race, my because it's nothing that good care before to me anywhere. Also, something very difficult for me to pick, because I, in Venezuela, I had been uh, called the entire life negro or negrito, anything. Yeah. Uh, it's normal. Uh, they can call you negro, and I don't get offended about that, because... Uh, there is no a racial connotation about that. But here, they made me choose between Latin and African-American, and I, do, I get lost because I don't know what to pick. I am African-American because I was born in America, and I am a person of color, but I also am Latin. It's, and it's something, how de, should I define myself here? Yeah, exactly, it's, it's weird. Yeah. So... Yeah, when I first experienced uh, the racism here very strong was that guy that stopped the car and started screaming and shouting that I was a black rack and I don't even remember what else he was saying. 
He was definitely, I think he was someone that was out of his mind. He wasn't a normal person. I mean, he was probably on drugs or something. He wasn't normal. I got scared because I said, people here is allowed to have guns. And as this is a very peaceful place, uh, Missoulian had no idea how blessed you are. I came from a country that you cannot be, uh, like, you can relax yourself never. You have to be always looking around because it's super dangerous. But I never felt a particular target. But here I have discovered that I am part of a very, very small minority and a very particular target because I am living in a city where everybody is, is white and yes I am black and also uh, yeah uh, it started making me like the feeling I got rid of when I left Venezuela uh, it came back uh, here in Missoula, once I realized I noticed that this happened, yeah, because I mean, it's, I don't feel always worried as I was in Venezuela, but I still don't feel anymore as safer as I used to think I was uh, walking around the street here because, uh, yeah. Definitely I feel safer when I am with someone now. But yes, definitely this experience has brought that stress to me. I always had that feeling. Sometimes when I hike, I feel if something happens, most of the people also oh, when I when I see a police uh, car, it really made me nervous all the time. Despite of, I have to say that Always, when I had met a police in Missoula, the police here had been super nice all the time. I had, uh, had been pulled uh, over three times, two, twice. Well, you know, uh, the first time when I went pulled over, I didn't have a driver license. From here, I have my driver license from Venezuela. It was my, f like, my first month here. And... I, it was so confusing for me. I didn't know what to do when uh, the yellow arrow, uh, because the, we don't have that in Venezuela, a yellow arrow that is flashing, it means nothing for me. You mean for the traffic light? In the traffic light, yeah. there were a yellow arrow, so I had to cross and I had no idea. So I waited the first time and it didn't get green. It was always yellow, and I didn't know what to do. <laughs> so uh, I I crossed, but then uh, the police was behind me, and I thought they were stopping me. And well, they uh, but they they didn't do anything. They didn't even gave me a warning. They were just nice. They were uh, asking me why I was doubting, uh, and and I, after I explained everything, they they just let me. Go. Yes, they actually made me do drug, uh, the, 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 the alcohol test, and I didn't, I wasn't drinking. They made me stand up and, uh, because it was a Halloween night, but I didn't drink anything. It was, and I, they checked in my eyes a lot, and I said, I use contact lenses. It was, I was cold. They were, I don't know. I didn't feel they were. Uh, rude to me and anything, yeah. 
Uh, and the next time they stopped me, uh, yes, in a in a in a bridge, the bridge co coming from the school, I passed five miles over the speed. And I am someone that is always caring about the speed. And that happened, and they immediately stopped me. But uh, nothing happened. They told me, and uh, yes, next time don't do that. They didn't give me any fine for that. And the other time they stopped me is because the light of my car uh, went off. And he just notified me. The, he didn't even give me anything. Yeah. I've had yeah. all of those things happen as a white guy mm -hmm. and haven't been pulled over. No? Yeah, I mean, my, I've had a burnt out headlight before. Yeah. I've uh, run a red light. Mm -hmm. The cop was right there. And they didn't pull. Uh, probably, probably, uh, exactly, probably, they, exactly, probably I didn't ro realize. Now thinking about what they did to me that day that made me do this and checking on my eyes. Uh, uh, yeah, probably they were racist and I didn't realize. I didn't notice because in Venezuela, th this is a problem. Like, as they, we are so missed. There is no way that... Uh, I mean, it doesn't happen. People here is so segregated, white and black, and it's super segregated, and it doesn't happen in Venezuela. When you see in social media and some pe a lot of people like defending what is not possible to defend, like people being really mistreated just for the fact of being black, and you see a lot of people uh, uh, defending what is uh, no defendable, you say, wow, there is a lot of work that need to be done in this country but but i also understand that they are they have a lot of anger inside because i don't i didn't grow up and i don't have that anger in me but when i read as the most i read i get more angry yeah and i try to control myself because i believe that uh, the way uh, me brain the way as uh, me as a person of color that I can the contribution I can give is through love because I don't ha I don't find another way to do I'm a teacher um, and this is the way I I, I, I I believe and I was and I, I, I had been really researching and I said what what I can do because I, I believe that these white people for example in, in the US these kids are growing up with very little exposure and and I, uh, I wonder what can I do to make this this country better to make this place better for the next generation what is in my hands and I identify a lot of uh, that I can do the, uh, for the first time is being present I was uh, being present in this in this place as a role model but I had a different mind because I grew up in a different situation um, I I told them uh, I'm a teacher and right now I am working with white people white, white kids so what I can do? Well, I have to work for making these kids to be allies, to be uh, acceptance, to be uh, open-minded. Um, as a teacher, I always question, what should I do? What should I do every day? So love, 
Yeah. So I think being present, um, giving love to the kid I teach is the f my first contribution, you know? And being a role model. So uh, they are growing up thinking that someone with my skin color are able to be their teachers because their parents choose uh, me to be their teacher. So this is another message. And every day I always uh, bring it up. I always bring conversation about being racist, about being a sexton in the classroom. That conversation has to happen every single day. I don't rest in my mission of uh, making uh, helping these kids to grow up as a good person and I bring it up so I have a lot of to do in this community and I think that growing up in Venezuela and not in a place where I uh, like here also taught me that I ca that people can be uh, white black and different color I have an, an excellent relationship uh, friendship and that's also my contribution that what I can that what I can do I remember that you asked me about what uh, what would I say to people that uh, to be good better alley well I would say that to be better alley for if you ever find yourself in a in a situation that you see someone that is being mistreated because of their skin color. Make sure that the person that is being mistreated is safe and is good, instead of engaging in fights. That some, uh, a lot is not productive. I think this is bringing us a lot of problems. I, when, I, when I read what people said from uh, one side to another, um, Sometimes people trying to be alley, they get they engage in in no productive conversation. This became that became a fight. Um, trying to prove the other right, and that include in, uh, to insult the person, try to make the person feel that. They don't know what they are talking about, but it doesn't really seems to me that it's productive because it doesn't really g gain people to decide we want. I I want to stick with the message of love, despite sometimes it's difficult. When I share my story, uh, one of the most powerful, I receive uh, a letter from someone that he explicit that he is in favor of building the wall, but he is also sorry about what happened to me. And I think uh, he said that uh, people that is here should be treated with respect and, and that he he preferred to have me as a neighbor. And I and I, and I was thinking. What if he, if my my message was another one? If my reaction to what happened to me would have been totally different, with anger, mad, um, 
probably I wouldn't have that reaction from these kind of people because I think this is becoming something like people want uh, it's a social problem that people is elevating a, or a, a, as a political problem and yeah in, instead of focusing on the social problem a lot of people is focusing uh, is they trying to defend uh, a political party instead of defending the the problem and yeah Hi. <laughs> Let's start this telling you that I am super glad, very glad that I have survived officially three years, three winters in this <laughs> land. I am not going to talk about my first experience uh, in the snowball, though. My history begins in January four of this year. I was grocery shopping with a friend of mine. Her name is Ismara. Her and I went to the grocery shopping. I uh, told her that I was going for another uh, side of the shop, and she went to another side of the shop. When I was looking at the shelf, suddenly I felt someone that was coming. As is natural, I put myself out, letting that person pass. But that person didn't pass. I wait, he didn't pass. I start thinking that he was trying to provoke me. So I left and wait for about a minute so that person passed. He didn't pass. He stayed exactly in the part of the aisle where I was. And I started looking at the shelf. So needing to buy some sponge, I went back to the place where I was. And I start looking at the shelf, choosing the kind of sponge I wanted to buy. <laughs> well, that person told me that those sponges were good for me, that I should use them to take a shower and use them as much as I can to take my skin off. I was speechless. A lot of things happened in my mind in that moment. My mind was super confused. I felt vulnerable. I didn't know what, how to act. And I remember in that moment, a very bad experience happened to me last uh, spring when someone stopped his car and started shouting at me, super mad, 
I was super scared because he told me that I was a black rat and I shouldn't leave. Having little experience didn't help me because I learned about racism by news, by book, by teachers, but living this kind of experience feels super different. So I went immediately to um, see where my friend Ismara was. I told her what happened. She was very sad as well. She told me that she was worried about herself because she's from Venezuela as well. But she started coming, calming me down. She told me, you are a great person, and if he, that person knows you very well, she wouldn't do that. He wouldn't do that. So she started telling me beautiful things about how the person I was and making me feel better. I was so sensitive, so I left. But I still left her for a little bit and continued grocery shopping. I was thinking, what should I do? I have to do something with this. This is not right. I was feeling mad at the entire situation and super frustrated because I didn't know what to do. Like, I have little knowledge about racism and I also was frustrated with my English. At this point, I think you have realized that my English, yeah. <laughs> need to improve a little bit. So I start thinking, should I go there and ask what's going on? Uh, what is wrong with my skin? I like that. Or maybe having a conversation to drive him to understand that there are more things that we have in common than the one that we have difference. I didn't do anything. I just went to line up, and after a while, someone passed with a few items in her hand, and I let her go. Well, she was super grateful. After a little while, another old lady came to me, and she told, uh, she had a few items as well, and I let her go. She couldn't be more grateful, really. She started talking to me, telling me that she really liked the kind of person I was, that she was looking around if someone offered that. And she was so happy. Actually, she told the cashier that I was so nice and this is the kind of person we need here. I wasn't talking it at all. She asked me many questions, but I couldn't answer. I was very quiet in that moment. But she doesn't have any idea that she brought me back to the real people, the majority of the people I know, and I feel like people is here in Missoula. She brought me back to that beautiful paradise I thought when I first arrived here. Because that's what I remember of Missoula. Beautiful landscape, a bunch of hippies 
that smile to me when I am walking in the street. People that stop me in the super uh, in the store and try to have beautiful conversation with me in the bar. That's the real people I really appreciate in Missoula. Also, those that from the very beginning support me when I arrived here, people from Missoula International School, the best environment I have ever had, students, my boss, parents, a lot of them present in this place now, giving me support. Well, after paying, Ismara and I left. I start the car, I start driving, but don't remember anything else but my friend Ismara on my side, a deep silence. A big sight, and maybe hundreds, thousands of tears coming out of my eyes. Thank you. Thanks again to our title sponsor, The Good Food Store. Learn more at goodfoodstore.com. Thanks also to our enduring sponsors, cabinetparts.com, the number one source for cabinet hardware since 1997. Providing the best kitchen cabinet hardware at a great price and knowledgeable hardware specialists, cabinetparts.com is the direct source for all of your cabinet hardware needs. Blackfoot Communications, since 1954, Blackfoot Communications have fostered a reputation based on exceptional customer service and community involvement. They deliver superior technology solutions through trusted relationships and enrich the lives of their customers, owners, and employees. Learn more at blackfoot.com. The Top Hat Lounge, reopening responsibly, reconnecting with the community in the new normal, the Top Hat Restaurant and Bar is open with limited capacity in-house dining and takeout. For a menu and to learn more, visit logjampresents.com and click Restaurant. Thanks to Cash for Junkers who provided the music for the podcast. Find them at cashfordrunkersband.com. Thanks to our sponsors, Clearwater Credit Union, a force for good. Clearwatercreditunion.org, missoulaevents.net. Hands down, the most comprehensive and user-friendly event site in Missoula. Get their app, Gatherboard, in the App Store or on Google Play. Learn more at MissoulaEvents.net. Missoula Bone & Joint, providing superior clinical orthopedic care to their patients for over 60 years. MissoulaBoneAndJoint.com Access Physical Therapy, an enthusiastic team dedicated to providing compassionate and comprehensive care to their clients. Learn more at accessmissoula.com. Inertia Physiotherapy. Move better, feel better. Stay in motion with Inertia Physiotherapy. InertiaPhysioMT.com. True Food Missoula. 
offering weekly meal delivery to nourish your family and friends, have a look at the menu and order online at truefoodcsa.com. Thank you to our in-kind sponsors, Missoula Broadcasting Company. Learn more at missoulabroadcasting.com. Enlighten Lab Float Center. Learn more at enlightenlab.com. That's E-N-L-Y-T-E-N-L-A-B.com. And geckodesigns.com. Podcast production by me, Mark Moss. Me, Brian, the way as uh, me as a person of color, that I can, the contribution I can give is through love. To learn more about Tell Us Something, please visit tellussomething.org.